Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, share, or follow at keystothecity.com. Plus, you can check out clovercrestmedia.com where many more podcasts. And if you're looking to try to get involved in this field, check out clovercrestmedia.com or message the Joseph Aguirre at Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media platforms as well. Shockingly enough... We're not here to talk about any big free agency moves. The NFL had a quiet period, a little breather for the time being with this NFL free agency period slash offseason period. There have been changes. We're going to get into it. It is the madness. We are officially down to the final four. And what a final four it is. Historic, historic final four. The true blue bloods to me of college basketball right now. I know Kentucky will be in the conversation, but as of recently, these have been probably four of the bad bloods or the blue bloods of the entire college basketball season. Villanova especially. I say Villanova because they have delivered within the past couple of years, winning championships, final fours, and been consistent. And then you get Duke, North Carolina. Coach K could be his final game, part three, the trilogy. Duke UNC in the first time ever meeting in the Final Four. And then Villanova, Kansas, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about the preview later on in the week. We'll be talking baseball. So much going on with baseball. We're going to be talking about Aaron Judge. We're going to be talking about a preview as well of this intriguing and pretty crazy baseball season also. But let's start off with this. Let's get into it. As we've been talking about, there's been a plethora of moves with the quarterback position this offseason. And you look at the moves, you see where they've gone. Teams have I've, I've figured out that they have their quarterbacks in place. Well, there's only a few teams realistically in this NFL, Ted, that are, well, let's be realistic, uncertain of their quarterback situation. Ladies and gentlemen, one of those, believe it or not, is Daniel Jones and the New York football Giants. And all we've been hearing this offseason is, well, we're going to give him a chance. We, we haven't given him really any chance the past couple of years because of the horrendous regime of Dave Gettleman and the handling of his situation. But, Ted, are the Giants really fooling themselves with Daniel Jones thinking, knowing the situation we are in currently in the NFL right now with the quarterback play, the Giants just fooling themselves with Daniel Jones Jeff, they've been fooling themselves since they drafted him sixth overall in the first round three years ago when you were like, what are the Giants doing? And we talked about this quick last time. We were like, okay, what do we want to discuss? You're like, well, I want to get into the mayor's comments. I want to talk to John Mayor. I want to figure out what, you know, what is it? And I said to you, well, what do you expect him to say? As a Giant fan, what do you want John Mayer to say? Yeah, he sucks. He, he's garbage. What do you expect? You, you have to show some contrition. You have to be able to have some humility and say, listen, we're going to give this kid another opportunity. We're, we're not – I mean, we're not stuck with him, all right? We, we have to – we got to let him play out. We have no better options right now. If he gets hurt, we got a, uh, a Tyrod Taylor in the background that might be better. But that what that will say to us in the future is 
he's not our future quarterback. You know, you you told me that you were telling me the stats last night, and this is how oblivious I am right now to this that my mindset is so blurred of Daniel Jones last season in New York Ted. He actually had a decent season his rookie season. I was like, what do you mean? New York Ted, he had 24 touchdowns. He had 12 picks. He two for 3,000. I was like, what? New York Ted, yeah. He had multiple games of three, four plus total. I was like, really? Because all my mindset says as a Giant fan is Daniel Jones sucks. Daniel Jones is one of the worst quarterbacks I feel like I've seen. And I know he's talented. I mean, I mean, but this is also the guy that, like, in my mind, when I close my eyes, I think about him running down the middle of the field against the Eagles and tripping on the, on the blade. Like, that's – like, this is – I think of Daniel Jones just getting sacked all the time, fumbling the ball, throwing picks. I think about the game last year. I close my eyes. First thing I thought in my mind just now was the Tampa Bay Monday night game where, like, he, I don't know where he's throwing the ball to. Oh, to the so, defensive lineman, yeah. For me, as an outsider, where I'm not there – and I wish I was there. I wish I had the opportunity as a reporter or something where I could see Daniel Jones. And I could see the progression. But, like, listen, he's not as bad as what we see on Sunday afternoon or Monday night football. But that's where it matters the most, though. You know, you can be the super – what was it? We used to call those guys in the practice. The pra- practice players that used to be those superstar players. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I forgot what the they were called. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'd rather be the guy that was the kind of the slouch or whatever during the week. And then when Sunday came, I'm the superstar. Where it matters most when the lights are the brightest. And, you know, maybe we're a little bit still, stuck, you know, kind of caught up with Eli Manning because of his consistency. I know Eli Manning had a lot of bad years, right? He did have bad years. But we, we have Super Bowls. We have a guy who didn't miss a game for over 15 seasons. We, you know, you knew – you knew what Eli Manning was, and you knew Eli Manning seemed to be clutch in the biggest moments. Daniel Jones doesn't have, hasn't had that. It's something that we hope to see. And I, the only thing I would say is this: the Giants, talent-wise, is there for him to succeed. All right, we have a number one receiver, we have a number two receiver. We're going to have a veteran guy in the slot in Sterling Shepard. We're going to have a, a top-tier running back. We know we have to fix the offensive line. We've done a little couple moves in free agency. We know, Trevor, and both you and me, when we do our mock draft, we'll have the Giants taking at least one lineman in the first round. Well, they've also said that it looks like the Giants are one of those picks, five or seven, if they were to stay at that point. One of them is going to be a tackle. It's just it doesn't know if it's going to be Neil, Cross, or um, Icky Aquano. We don't know which one it's going to be, but one of those guys should be a New York Giant realistic. My thing about this whole situation I'm going to relate it to two quarterbacks. It's one guy, one guy. Here's the one guy. The one guy is a guy that was also playing in the same state. was also a high draft pick. Had all the talent. There was a lot of people saying he's going to be the next coming of this next superstar quarterback. Okay. And then he started struggling. Really never got it going. But then people started making excuses for him. Well, he didn't have this and that. Well, he just got traded last offseason to another team with weapons in the NFC. I didn't see no progress. That man's name is Sam Darnold. And here's my thing about Sam Darnold in the sense of, well, we know how he was. It was a, a guy that the Giants were pretty, up until the draft night, were alongside one another. Well, we thought they were going to take Sam Darnold instead of Saquon. I mean, a lot yes, of people that was the thing, remember? My thing was is that, we always heard excuses. We've always heard 
Oh, Darnold's this. He could be really good. Okay, he's playing for the Jets. I get it. I understand. The Jets, realistically, let's be honest, the Jets have been a poorly run franchise for some time. It's just the truth. Sorry, Jet fans. It's just the truth. Okay, that's fine. Didn't really help him. Okay, he goes to another team. There's no excuse. Christian McCaffrey, you had DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. You had weapons on that team in general. He struggled. My thing is, you can tell when a guy is just going to have it and when he doesn't. And I know, and the other quarterback I want to relate it to, because people will make the excuse for him. I'm going to, and I don't want people to go ape, ape shit because I'm going to name this guy and I'm going, to, I'm going to put him in the same sentence as Daniel Jones, but I'm going to put it as Joe Burrow. And the reason why I'm saying Joe Burrow too is because of the factor that, well, Daniel Jones had the worst offensive line in football. Well, I get that. Understandable. I, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. Their offensive line has been garbage. Thank you, Dave Gettleman. Joe Shane has already improved this offensive line within a month better than Dave Gettleman did in four years. So I get that. Okay, I get it. There's no excuse with the, oh, well, Daniel Jones doesn't have weapons. I'm sorry. Kenny Galladay, believe it or not, up until last year, was coming into his, his zone and, be, and established himself as one of the top receivers. Sterling Shepard, no, he gets a lot of injuries, but is a consistent slot receiver in this game. Kadarius Tony, if he could stay healthy, couldn't be an electrifying athlete in this league. Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram you had at the time. You had Kyle Rudolph. You had weapons on this team. Darius Slayton is another one. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow was just in the uh, Super Bowl. What's what was why why is why was he in the Super Bowl? Can't give me oh well the offense. I know the offense line was garbage for them too, and it eventually showed that that was the ultimate deciding factor in that game. Okay, but he got to the Super Bowl. So when are we going to start telling ourselves like guys like Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones that oh they need help, they need this, they need to change the scenery? Some guys just don't make it in this league, and I think people want to keep being blinded by that factor that some guys, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I know make it in this league and some don't. Some just don't have it. Some are made to be backups, Ted. And you look at guys like Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones and you're like, yeah, there's question marks surrounding him. Does he have talent? Yes. Does he have mobility? Yes. But he's played in 50 games and he has 49 turnovers. And my biggest factor of this whole Daniel Jones situation with the Giants is I haven't seen him deliver, and in, in, in the sense of deliver, I should say, I haven't seen progress. See, Josh Allen, we always want to say, well, he transformed Josh Allen, Brian Devil. I get it because he has all the tools. But my biggest thing was you look at what he did in his rookie year, how he wasn't really good. Second year, eh. Third year, he takes that next step to elite level. We're going on year four for Daniel Jones. We're going on year five for Sam Darnold. Look, you just know it. You can't tell me after year four, this guy is the quarterback. It doesn't take four years anymore, Ted. It's not not ten years ago where quarterbacks are sitting for a year or two and saying, we're going to wait until this guy's 100% ready. No. It's not like this. This is not the NFL of today. Yeah. I know to I get it. Quarterback, and you have to find it quick because of how fast teams are moving to finding that next elite level quarterback, whether it's through the draft or now specifically free agency or through trade. Well, I mean, with the Joe Burrow thing with your reference, you could see even with Joe Burrow's first season before he got hurt, he had the it. He, he has the it. He had, what do you have, like six games for 300 plus yards before he tore his ACL. I mean, what, what they were saying the following year was, we just got to find this kid some protection. 
So, but you know, while you were talking about that, it came to my reference of another two quarterbacks, one who's going to be out of a job and they can't find another team to take them. And that's the Cleveland Brown quarterback, number one pick Baker Mayfield. And then Tua Tagovailoa uh, from Miami Dolphins. And I thought about those two quarterbacks when you're referencing quarterbacks. And it's like, all right, the Browns did everything they could to surround Baker Mayfield with talent. They gave him an unbelievable top offensive line. They gave him two star running backs. They gave him Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. They gave him two tight ends and David Njoko and Austin Hooper that they traded for. So they gave Baker Mayfield every opportunity to succeed. Now, did he get them to the playoffs? Yes. Did he win a playoff game? Yes. Did they win the playoff game because of Baker Mayfield or in spite of Baker Mayfield? I would say the team surrounded him was the he reason. He didn't hurt the case. The he added to the case. He now, helped. here's the reason. If he was good enough to be the quarterback of the future, right? And I know this is taken into an, another level, but here's the thing. He'd still have his job. He'd have the fifth-year extension contract. And we wouldn't they be talking would, about Deshaun they, Watson. We would not talk about Deshaun Watson. Now, you could say, ah, Teddy opens his mouth. He's he's a, a punk. He's this. He's that. doesn't matter. We've watched NFL football to know that if you can play the game at an elite level, I don't care if you shoot someone, stab someone, rape someone, beat someone, have 22 criminal civil cases. It doesn't matter. The NFL will find a spot for you, and you will become a star. It doesn't it's matter sad, because true. what you do on Sunday between the lines is the most important part, not what you do outside, all right? We've seen that. That's why Baker Mayfield, why is there no market? Why doesn't a team want to trade for Baker Mayfield? Why Why did the Browns give Baker Mayfield an extension, right? I mean, why? You would say, well, we got pieces. We got. He's just not good enough. He's not good enough. And I think the Browns looked at it. And we're not going to talk about the Browns, but the Browns look at it and go, well, look at what the AFC West did. We got Josh Allen. Is Baker Mayfield going to beat out Derek Carr? Is Baker Mayfield going to beat out this guy? Is he good enough? Can he, he beat out? How about this? How about this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is he, be, on, is he beating on. anybody in the AFC North? Well, here's the thing. That's the, that's you got to get to the playoffs first. Take the Steelers out of the question right now. We know they're in a transition between. But here's my thing. Trubisky can play good enough to be, beat Baker Mayfield out for a job, I think. I truly I believe that. So, Trubisky has a beer to a 12-4 record with Nagy, who, who everyone couldn't stand. All right? Yeah. Now he's the thir- easily the third-best quarterback behind Deshaun Watson and, and I'm mean, excuse me, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Right? So you look at that and you're like, all right, well, we might not win the division. We're not going to get a wild-card spot. What are we doing? We got all these talented players. We're wasting years. And then I look yeah. at the Tua thing. Now, the Tua thing is similar to the Daniel Jones thing where – we're talking Daniel Jones right now, and we're going to talk more stuff about other teams and draft and whatnot, but we're talking pressure, right? And last year we were like, hi, a little more pressure on Daniel Jones. Well, Daniel Jones has to just stay healthy and play a good season, and we'll see what happens with that. But I'm relating to it because here's the thing. The Dolphins saw, all right, we got one more chance at him. We're going to we, – we, we traded up last year. We got Jalen Waddle. We traded the, the, the farm for Tyreek Hill. We got, we got two running backs. We brought in a new coach. We drafted one of the better left tackles in football. We'll probably uh, draft some more offensive linemen. But we're going to give every opportunity for our young quarterback to succeed. And if he doesn't, goodbye to him. And I appreciate goodbye. that. Goodbye. See you later. I, I appreciate what that. Is, what we know is you could say he's small. He doesn't have the arm strength. You're going to knock him all these other situations. But we're going to say this. Tua, you're just not good enough to be a Josh Allen. Yeah, like, because thing. if you don't – we went through this last night. One last thing. If you're not one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the league, and we did this last night, there's like 10 
in the AFC, and then there's five in the NFC. And I put Dak at the back end. I put Matt Ryan at like the 15. You got to be in the Kirk Cousins level. You got to be at least there. Daniel Jones isn't even there yet. And for, as a Giant fan, that's disheartening because you see, you see, you you see bits and pieces of it. It's just not a consistent yeah. enough, to, and that's the problem in the NFL and for the New York Giants also, going. Here's forward. another thing: if you have, if you know you have an elite quarterback, I don't. Sometimes, no matter what the situations, the the holes that you have, the 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 weaknesses that you have. Sometimes those quarterbacks and elite players overcome that. Like there's guys like like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Even when sometimes those pieces aren't there or those pieces are missing or just in the sense of the team's just not working, those guys elevate the other players around them to another level. And that's why that's why I say with the whole Daniel Jones thing. Does Daniel Jones elevate the New York Giants. Now, is he the best option right now? Yes, 100%. We don't know if he's going to win the job over Tyrod Taylor, very similar to Miami with Tua. You got Teddy Bridgewater, who's a former starting quarterback in this league. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if both of those guys are the starting quarterback. My thing is, is that, yes, Daniel Jones has had an awful, awful offensive line. Yes, he's had terrible coaching. Yes, he's had a terrible GM. I get that. But sometimes... You just know if you have the guy. Like, you just see it. Like, Joe Burrow came into an a, a awful situation with the Cincinnati Bengals. They've been a horrible, horribly run franchise as well. Two years already, and we're, putting this, we're already talking about the Cincinnati Bengals maybe getting back to another Super Bowl. Sometimes these guys just elevate the others. Just, Justin Herbert. You, Justin Herbert. That's what I'm saying. You, Kyler Murray. Uh, listen, I know. You know. You said this before, Trevor. I'm going to go back. To your, your reference before, this is not the five-year program. Just like when NFL coaches get five-year contract, no. you don't get five years no more. You get three. If coaches get are getting three. fired after two seasons, specifically the Giants, then quarterbacks should be also not four years. Well, and sorry, it does look at the quarterback situation yeah, and just ask me this question: If you're a GM, if you're the GM of the New York Giants, would it take you this long to realize that maybe Daniel Jones is not the guy? Four years? You think that's enough time? Like if you're the Giants GM and you see this. Four years? Personally, personally, I think you and me would say yes. We've seen enough. I don't need to see more. All we're doing, if you, if you, if otherwise, is making excuses. We'd say, well, he had a bad offense line. Or but are they talent. real excuses? Are they real? Yes. Well, also, well, here's yes. the thing. Here's the thing. It is a real excuse that the offense line sucks. All right. Yes. It's not his fault that Kadir's Tony is bit, got hurt. Stone Shepard got hurt. Barkley tore his ACL. Evan Ingram Holiday, can't catch yeah. But here's the other thing. I blame the offensive coordinator for not using the personnel right of getting the ball. I mean, we we you, you take Kyle Rudolph last year, but you don't use him. Not even you don't you, you spend seventy million dollars on Kenny Galladay. He has no cup touchdown. How is I mean, you just if you have you took stars, a first round pick, gonna, you took a first round pick on a receiver. Well, here's the eight. thing: if you're going to sign uh, Kenny Galladay, let's throw him the damn ball. Let's find ways to get him the ball, right? The Rams brought in Odell Beckham. They found ways to get him screens, put him in the backfield, put him in the slot. You put him in a bunch formation. You find ways to get – that's where offensive minds like Sean McVay and Andy Reid and Josh McDaniels know how to use their personnel. The Giants don't have a good offense coordinator. Can't remember the last time the Giants had a good offense coordinator. No, we run draws on third and eight. That's what the Giants do. 
we, we don't use our personnel right. The offensive line sucks. But the quarterback, if you are good enough, which you have going back to the original statement, if you're a quarterback and you are good enough, you can uplift your team around you. We've seen that before. All right. He doesn't have to be Mahomes, right? I don't expect him. There is no Mahomes. There's no Josh Allen's. There's no Lamar Jackson's. Those guys you want to try to put together, but they're in their own category. There is no you, Lamar Jackson in the NFL. There is no Josh Allen. Hold on. There is no Mahomes. Justin Herbert's his own special talent, right? There is really no Justin Herbert. All right. But you got to be somewhere in between Kirk Cousins and them. And if you're not, you're wasting our time. And Joe Burrow as a fan and as a giant personnel person, they go and he just isn't cutting. It's okay. Joe, I mean, Nolan Rich said the Giants should trade for Baker Mayfield. I don't know if that's true. I don't think the Giants would ever do that because of his personality in New York, but who knows? It wouldn't be out of the question, but they already took Tyrod, so they're not going to trade. All, now he also all said, I'm saying well, is hold on one second. He said, well, why don't they draft Malik Willis? Giants are not. Giants are not they're drafting. Gonna, they're not going to. They're not going to draft a quarterback. While they have Daniel Jones. Now, the, if this the was like, dra- the, the, the draft should draft uh, Zach Wilson too, because I'm not sure he's a he's a certainty either. Let's not sit here and if you want to be like that, just draft and restart. I'm sorry. What what have the Jets done? Congratulations, you win in free agency. Awesome. Don't you do that every year and you still finish four and twelve and five and eleven? Good for you, Jet fans. Bravo. Just like your Mets too. They're the same people. I'm sick of the Jet fans. I'm sick of it. I get where he's coming from. Malik Willis is probably more talented than Daniel Jones. Probably will be a better quarterback in the pros. But you can't trap Malik Willis and still have Daniel Jones on the team. Because then the Giants should have cut Daniel Jones or traded him. So, I understand him saying, hey, Malik Willis is probably a better quarterback, more talented than Daniel Jones, but you can't draft him right now and keep Daniel Jones. So, I, then you're wasting your time. You have to you have to move look, on. I, from. I, now, look, if, this was, if this was his last fifth year, right, like this was his fifth year, and, and they were thinking about the future or a veteran, then I could draft Malik Willis next year or I draft one of the quarterbacks next year, but – at this present time, you can't draft a quarterback in the first round still having Daniel Jones because it doesn't it doesn't set you up for success. Then what the hell are you what are you doing with Daniel Jones on your roster? Then that's my question. What would you do with Daniel Jones on the roster with Tyra Taylor if you're gonna draft Malik Willis? What sit Malik Willis? What as a third string? You don't keep three quarterbacks no more. You don't. It just it it doesn't make sense, and it's part of the reason why the Packers situation when they drafted Jordan Love never made sense because. They thought Aaron Rodgers was done when really he hasn't been done. He's won two MVPs since. Yes, I do know the Giants and Jets have had the same record because they're both garbage. I do know the Giants are garbage. But you Jeff put them together, up. they make one big trash can. Yeah, they're one big trash can. That's the thing. We know the Giants have been god awful. I don't I even I, I don't know about if I don't know if you still watch Jet games, but I wasn't watching the Giant games last year. That's how bad it got. I know how bad the Giants franchise is. I, I, I sit, would trade Bradbury for a fourth and sixth. Let's not, let's not let's not sit here. Let's not sit here as a Jet fan and say, "Oh, well, we're going to be fine." Well, they're the Jets. There's a reason why they haven't won a Super Bowl in over 50 years. So, <laughs> they're the Jets. That's the reason. My thing I mean, yeah, Bradbury, I think he's going to get traded and that's what adds another draft pick but my thing about the whole Daniel Jones is just fit a quick thing is if you're just not good enough you just see it you shouldn't be keep and I think the Giants do this way too often it must be a New York thing because the Yankees have done this with players the Giants did it with Eli and look I love Eli Ted you know how big of an Eli fan I am but you knew that his time was over but they were still feeling and pushing it to the fans that fan base that yes this guy is the we can still win with him 
No. It's like the same thing with Daniel Jones. People are going to – these Giant fans, I understand. You want, Look, we want Daniel Jones to succeed because if he succeeds, the New York Giants succeed. I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, I want Daniel Jones to be awful. No, I don't want that. I want the Daniel Jones to kill it. I want him to go take Josh Allen's next step and, and become an elite quarterback and win a Super Bowl because that's for the Giants. I'm a Giant fan. That's ultimately what I want. So – but when you just look at the tape, you look at the games, you just sit here and you're like – how can you sit here and be like, oh, yeah, that, that guy's good enough for the Giants? No. And don't use the offensive line excuse. I know that. But there's not – look, there's teams that have – many teams around the league have from average to below average offensive lines. There's only a, really a few couple deals or offensive lines in this league that are elite. Giants don't have one of them. I get that. So my thing is don't use that as an excuse because we just saw a guy that had an that, – that got to the playoffs, got to the championship game, Super Bowl – Winning a game this postseason by getting sacked nine times. That just doesn't happen. If you have a quarterback that's elite and that good enough, you know. And for the Giants to still be answering, I think we have the right guy. You're just giving your answer right away saying, we think, but we're not 100% sure. In this league, especially right now with the way the quarterback play is such at an all-time high level, you need to know. You can't be thinking because in this situation – Thinking's not the right answer. You need to know. You need to be certain. And the Giants aren't certain. That's why they're in the same situation as they are once again. Another year, another uncertainty offseason for the New York Giants surrounding their quarterback situation. We'll see what happens. We're going to talk all about the Giants. We're going to be talking about much more NFL draft. We're going to have to be having the NFL or mock draft 2.0 coming out within next week. So only this uh, less than a month away, Ted. The NFL draft is left a month away. Cannot wait. But let's get into another NFL topic that, well, a lot of people were complaining about. And let's be honest, we all know why. Because we witnessed, to some, maybe the greatest game in NFL history, if not one of the greatest games in NFL history, one of the probably the craziest NFL game I've ever seen. That ended in a, well, you know the results. It was a result that maybe fans to this day are still upset about. And while well, the NFL did something that, They've been doing for the past couple of years. We always talk about baseball and how they're trying to maybe change the game for the better of the fans. Well, is this better for the NFL? Is this better for the fans, Ted? The NFL changing the overtime, overtime rules from the NFL overtime rules will be the same in regular season, but in the postseason, each team will now get a possession no matter what, if it's a touchdown or a field goal, Ted. I told you before this topic, I said short term, I think it's the it's it's a it's a good call. It's the right call. Uh, in the long term, I don't know. I think we'll have to see how it plays out. I'm glad they did it in the postseason. Here, here's what I would say to this: We're kind of still. The reason for this change was because of that Bills, Chiefs game. But if you go back the following week after that, AFC Championship game that went into overtime, the Chiefs had the ball. Patrick Mahomes threw a pick, and the Cincinnati Bengals won. What I would say to the people you mean that def- you mean defenses can stop them? Well, here's the thing: the Bills had 13 seconds to make a stop. They couldn't do it. That's their own damn fault. They should have won the game. Not my problem. We some, we sometimes are what is it? Creatures of the creatures moment. Of the night. Creatures well, no. of the night. <laughs> now, creatures of the moment. Yeah, you know something happens bad. You know someone's 
you know, someone's, I don't know, you know, speeding or something. You're like, oh, we got to change the speed limit down in that area to. Well, perfect example, the pass interference thing that, the, from the NFC Championship game a couple years ago, Rams and Saints. Well, yeah, I mean, and then they, ugh, they challenge pass interference calls. They realize that was stupid. Here's the thing. It's for the playoffs. I think it works, right? I'm glad they didn't do it during the regular season. This works for the playoffs because I think what we want to see as fans is more football. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but here's the other thing. Well, this is a good thing. We as fans, we live in a world where we want fairness. We want everyone to have an equal opportunity. We want everybody to be happy. Well, of course. And when you're a fan of, like, say, the Bills in that situation, you're like, oh, we didn't get a chance. Josh Allen could have had an opportunity to tie Mahomes. Well, what my my devil's advocate response would have been, well, you had your chance in 60 minutes. You didn't stop Patrick Mahomes when you had well, how the about this? How about this, Ted? I'll give you one better. You have 13 seconds. I know. That's what I'm saying. You There's no freaking reason. Look, here's my thing. Am I ticked off? I, I, listen, don't get me wrong. I do like it. I, I, I think it works yeah. for the playoffs. I think yes. it's best for both for, for the fans. Well, you know, since the 12 game. What I would say, though, is this. It's, it's tricky now because the way you strategize in the NFL is you knew beforehand what you're down in distance and what your scenario is. You get the ball first. Ted gets the ball first, goes down the field. It's third and four. He doesn't get it. What do I do depending on where the ball is? Do I go for it? Do I or do I kick it? Now I kick it or say I score, right? So I just score on the first drive, right? And I score on a normal drive. One, two, three, one, two, three, whatever. Never get to a fourth down. Well, Trev gets the ball, gets the open kickoff, runs it to the 25. He knows that he has to score a touchdown. So every down or every series is four downs. He has an extra down at every series to score. That's an advantage as the second team. So now if you win the coin toss, you don't want to take the ball no more first. I'd want to take the ball second. That's strategy now because, one, you can stop them and pin them and get the ball back and just score and win the game. Second, if they kick a field goal or score a touchdown, you know you've got an extra down in possession. It's going to give you that advantage defensively and offensively to know that you have an extra opportunity. Imagine if you knew that you had an extra opportunity to do something, whatever it is, you or whatever it is you choose, you had a second chance. Like you could screw up and say, don't worry about it. We know we have one more opportunity. So I'll try this scenario. And if it doesn't work, I'll try this one. At least I know I have two opportunities instead of saying, well, I got one shot at it. What is my right? What is my decision? My my whole thing about this is I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the change. I'm glad they didn't change in the regular season. I'm glad they made the overtime change. But let's be honest. I mean, you got to stop. You got to play defense. I mean, this is just another addition and a plus. I would say a pro. No, no, this is a subtraction to the defensive game. Of That's the what I'm saying. No, it was, it's an addition for the for the offense. It's an addition for the fans. It's a subtraction, in in the sense of the defense because it's just taking away that now more of this defensive game, which we used to always talk about. Now it's just an offensive league, and I think this is just adding to that point. It's a it, it's a decision that we'll see if it pans out. History says that every time the team that gets the ball first, 10-2 and two overall in 12 postseason games since 2010, are 10-2. and two. So I'm glad they're making this change. 
But hopefully, it, like, like I said, this always, this is what happens said all the time. These fans, they get get all ticked off. They go on Twitter. They, I was ticked off too because I didn't want to see that game end. The way it ended. Well, that's well, the thing. All, this works out for the fans. And at the end well, of the day, of all, well, first of all, what's more important? Is it for the team or is it the fans? The NFL looks at the overall product, right? It's yeah. not about you individually. It's about the overall product. So if that means more football, more entertainment. Now, here's my question, though. You get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, and then now you got more football. Now, if you're that team that advances or says play has to play a whole nother over there. Now what if now it goes back to sudden death? Well, I know that. All right, but you could have two possessions where it could take up most of the the, the overtime game. When I'm saying uh, overtime period. Well, what if you know, because we've seen this. One drive is five, six minutes, another drive is five, then you and then you get one, two, pump punt, now it's in the overtime. Now we got to go to second overtime. And if I'm that team that scored first, and then, you know, we end up winning the game at the end of the over first overtime, but I almost played an extra 15 minutes. It's going to have an effect on my winning team the following week in the postseason. Yeah. We <laughs> give the people what they want. Hey, listen. Give them hey. what they want. Listen, that Jack, you're right. That's what the people want. We want more football. We don't care about these athletes. As long as we see football on Sunday, we don't care. That's the truth. We don't care. We pretend like he, we care. We don't care. He, wants to see, he just wants to. He just wants to see the Eagles win. That's it. That's well, it. listen, they're don't in a good position right now, but they're, in a, but they're in a situation similar to the Giants in the sense of their quarterback. They need to figure out if they're going to believe in Jalen Hurts or not. Where time will tell on that. That's why they're one of the few teams as well. I mean, just seeing this offseason, how everything's been going in general, birds are – he's out of his mind. My thing is, is that this offseason is an offseason just like the NFL playoffs. Let's be honest. This NFL playoffs is going into the NFL offseason has been without question the craziest three months that I can ever remember in the game of football. And I've been watching it for a long time. Ted, I know you've been, you're older than me. You've been watching longer than me. But to see these past, like, three months – Realistically, it's all it's been. It's been three months of just absolute chaos. And to see what's going on, the changes, I hope this overtime rule works. I feel like it will. I'm excited to see how it goes forward moving into next season's postseason, uh, next postseason. And then we'll be talking about more. There's just so much going on right now. The March map. We got the Final Four weekend. We got women's and the men's tournaments coming down to an uh, coming to an end soon. We'll see what happens with that. Cannot wait to talk about that as we have, to me, I feel like this is like one of the more exciting Final Fours that I've ever seen just because of who's in it. Like you get bad blood. You get the uh, the bad bloods. You get the true blue bloods of the NCAA college basketball world. I can't wait for it. We're going to be talking more NFL. Plus, we're going to be having Joe Joe join us talking New York Yankee baseball and baseball as well because we're going to be having a preview show. Is it the Dodgers title to lose? All of that. What's going to happen with the Yankees? Are they done shopping people around if they're done with moves? But it's a good time to be a sports fan, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got to say. That's all I'm going to close. Unless you're, if you're a Laker fan. By the way, God, just stop putting them on TV. It's a very simple solution. But we will be back at the end of the week discussing all of that and many more. But like I said, you can check us out. And all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, share, or follow. Or check out clovercrestmedia.com for many more podcasts. Or if you're trying to get involved with this field, you can hit up the Joseph Aguirre at Facebook and 
all other social media platforms. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.